couple of days or so ago, the Westbreaker pulled into Stageport, and now it's time to pull away again. Such is the way of things. It's time to bid farewell to friends new and old and take to the sea once again. Farewell, Stageport. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. Your host cat and i did it that was the sound of me throwing my notes because i'm a professional notes <laughs> equal throne <laughs> with me today are people with so much more self-control than i've got kathleen <laughs> it's uh, part of the writing process right you write drunk you edit sober and you throw your notes all of the time hmm that's not even a joke for me. That's a straight up truth. Half the time my notes are anywhere. It's because I have thrown them. Nick is here. I am here. It's me. Hi. Hi. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. And also here with us, special guest Kirsten. Hi. Special guest starring me. Introducing Kirsten. <laughs> Welcome me to Sword of Symphonies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party successfully concluded their hunt for the Shadowmen. Well, that's what we call it. The Albatross Legion refers to the horror as the Hunter, a horror that has been stalking the Undercity of Stageport. But the children of the Orphanage refer to that as the Shadowman, and, uh, well, that's what we're going to call it too, by golly. And it has been soundly defeated, and... Now, a couple days later, it's time for the Westbreaker to leave Stageport. So my first question is, is there anything you guys want to do before we pull away? Well, we went on a bender. We mm. went shopping. Mm -hmm. We fought multiple horrors. What else does one do in the big city? Sounds like a pretty good uh, big city adventure. Penelope has sent her letters and stuff like that. I don't think there's anything else that she specifically has to do. Okay. Then the three of you find yourselves, the four of you, because Pollyanna's there as well, find yourselves on the deck of the Westbreaker, looking out over the docks of Stageport, Amilta's oldest city, and getting ready to depart and take to the open ocean again. Two-thirds of the Albatross Legion are on the dock there to see you off. One of them is dramatically waving a handkerchief. Is that Wolfa? Of course. She's doing some <laughs> mock sobbing. It's hard to tell how serious she is, but it's always hard to tell how serious she is. Don't ever change, <laughs> Wolfa. Don't ever change. She's promised you that she won't. <laughs> I'd have to become worse. We can't have that. Of course not. That would be far too boring. Several of the children are there to see you off, and Stephen is there. The children are gathered around him. Some of them peeked out from behind him to wave to the ship. Some of them are just walking up and down the length of the ship looking at it. They've never seen an ironclad before. Lily is there. She's trying hard not to be in the pack of people. Ooh, tough proposition. Tough proposition. It's not going great for her. She is visibly uncomfortable. But she's there nonetheless. I think Marilyn would probably be there as well. Yeah. She'd come out of hiding at least long enough to do that. 
He's kind of like a cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the playtest campaign, you also mentioned this. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Marilyn's like a kitty cat. She, she is kind of like a very large kitty cat. That tracks. Right. Penelope bids everyone farewell, and she has a flower chain she's made <laughs> and places them around everyone's neck and uh, waves goodbye. <laughs> oh, wow. She made one for uh, Polly, too, because she feels bad that she had to mostly be away from Polly these last few days mm-hmm. and puts it around mm-hmm. Polly's neck, and Polly promptly starts to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. There's not even any. When was Penelope making the flower chains? Is that what she spent last night doing? Or like the entire time between um, the last recording session and this one? Yeah, like, because I last, I, last time we were in the evening last time, right? And now we're kind of like saying goodbye in the morning-ish, I assume? Yeah, when are you setting out? Marcus would want to set out in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're probably being nice to Marcus. Yeah. Also, I just like to imagine that Penelope makes little things like the flower wreaths just kind of, I'm not going to say like mindlessly, but maybe... Um, idly. Idly, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, she she likes to, to kind of fiddle around with things. Attracts. You put a ring of flowers around Botha's neck and she just gives you a big hug and smooshes you against her chest. Just, oh, kiddo. Uh, You'll come back and visit soon, won't you? We will, we will. And, uh... It's so boring without you. Oh, I know. I'm going to miss everyone here. I'm going to miss you. We'll have to come back to Stageport. Mm. I was a little nervous to come at first, but it's a cool place. I've had, mm. had a good time. I'm glad you had fun. I think you'll have plenty of fun with your new uh, Legion member. <laughs> and both a kind of like side eyes Marilyn and then is giggling to herself. <laughs> Chela gives you an awkward, beflowered salute. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, um, for all her talk about how different she and Marcus are, she has the exact same reaction, which is just stoic befuddlement. Mm-hmm. And Penelope has the same interaction she usually has with Marcus, which is like tries to salute and look sort of official, but it's kind of what you would imagine a kid pretending to be a soldier would look like. <laughs> Not quite getting it, but trying, trying, trying her best. Stay safe up there, kid. We will. Uh, it was super nice to to meet the Albatross Legion and um, thank you for showing us around. Thanks for your help with the hunt. Well, we're here, right? So, gotta help when we can. Yeah, it would would reflect very poorly on us and Marcus if we didn't help out. Weirdly, Lily allows you to put a flower wreath on her. Mm. She just, she looks down at the flowers and fingers them. She's not looking at you. She's looking very much at the plants, but she says, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for... And then does shift like a full six feet back. Thank you so much for helping us with everything. It was lovely to meet you again. (laughs) 
So you go to put a flower chain on Stephen, and he kind of looks a little flustered and says, this is a, first of all, uh, this is a little awkward. And he pulls his hand from behind his back to reveal a, like a simple little bouquet. Oh. Oh, that, these are lovely. It's, this is the direction it's normally, uh, normally when people go away, you give them, uh, I think he got it uh, a little backward. That's never stopped her before. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess chains are more saying hello. But I guess this could be kind of a until we meet again. Yeah. A flower trade to say until we meet again. Yeah, that's that's nice. Penelope kind of steps forward and blushing a bit. But she gives him a big hug and... Nah. Well, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be back through, and I'm getting better at letters. I I will I will send yeah. letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, see you then. Uh, see you. And <laughs> she kind of shuffles awkwardly and prepares to get her last bag onto the ship. Yep. Out of the corner of your eye, you see him struck by his sister. <laughs> oh, Lily. It looks like we'll always have some place to come back to if we wind up here again. Of course. <laughs> Anyways, crew, shall we go? I think that Tiss has probably been working on um, the preparations for casting off this whole time. I think that she does. <laughs> she does really like feel sincerely about all of the people but I think that she also got into like oh it's work time now we have to do the boat things and so you have to do all of the boat things yeah Tissa come say goodbye before we go uh uh oh 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 um 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 yeah I'm glad that none of us got lost (laughs) I'm glad too That's true, we didn't. I, I I think Cobb just laughs very heartily at that. Right, then it's time to get up on ship. It's time to weigh anchor, and this time we're using it correctly. Yeah, this time we're using weigh anchor correctly. Sada's there. He greets you with a little salute. Penelope salutes back. Uh, good day, Mr. Sot. Good day, sir. Um, preparations are uh, complete. For departure, sir. All right, I think we're uh, we're done here. Uh, and Cobb kind of turns to everybody. If there is any last thing that suddenly got into your mind, speak now or forever hold your peace. Um. So, uh, where is it? Where is it? Penelope. Before we leave, she is going to make a uh, a subtlety discovery check. Just to catch one something fleeting glance as leaving stage Ooh. one. If she can, she's not not great at this. If she can. I was just going to say, you're not good at subtlety, but I like this very much and I want you to roll well. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No, she, she, she takes one last look. But uh, everybody's just waving like they were last time you looked. Well, she looked for something fleeting, but found something wonderful. Aw. Aw. A very serendipitous. I lovely. Time has come for the Westbreaker to weigh anchor. 
We're not forgetting anyone, are we? Clara's on board, right? Yep. Okay. I've been on board mostly the whole time, except for that bit earlier. I have work to do. Some of us have jobs. Have you been? You're... You're very, um... Sneaky when you want to. <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat> that was a compliment, right? Yes. Have you met the secret legionnaire? Mm, no. Was I supposed to meet somebody? I've kind of been in my workshop. Mm. I can make it go like this now. And she just makes like grabby motions with her hands, like flexing them open and shut. You can? Yeah. Yeah, I can go like this now. <gasps> what? Just kind of like makes a small bounce like, like that. Like this. The, the boiler? Uh Penelope kind of looks at at uh, Cobb. I'm dying. With a like, I'm dying. I don't, I don't know either. Kind of thing, like, I'm dying. Just well, I'm dying. I, mean, I suppose, like that, that would be nice. Then the boiler can feed itself. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but she, mm, I suppose. The ship is not very big. It's still surprising that she has not with with Marcus's friend. Oh, oh, you you, the friend who wanted to see our ship. I mean, Sot kind of blinks. Um, did did you show anyone around? No. Should I have? Oh. Well, I'm sure he's here somewhere. He is an infiltrator, after all. I mean, I mean, Engineer Gaius Ascendant hasn't really left the workshop ever. She's kind of been workshopping. I mean, every so often she calls me in to give her food or to grab something, but... No, no, a uh, friend, old friend of Marcus's. Um, he'll show himself when he wants to. Mysterious. Ominous. Um, Sod, how were you... Did things happen? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I learned a lot about the ship. I got some books. Oh, what'd you get books? I mean, ship stuff. Mm. Just, uh, ship stuff. Normal books about ship stuff. Mm-mm. And, uh, I mean, I went to go get food with some of the crewmen. We went to a tavern, and it was good. What what did you eat? I mean, stew. I had some fish. I had some really good fish. Mm. I haven't had fish like that. I haven't had fish that good in <laughs> in centuries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess so, hey. I'm still getting a little bit used to seafood to be honest. I uh, didn't really eat it much growing up as one can guess. Mm. But when it's good, it's real good. How far north have you ever been, Mr. Sot? Uh... He thinks for a moment. I think this is the furthest north I've ever been. Laterally speaking, Stageport is only a little bit north of Chalriz. Well, I... We never went this far back on my old ship, but uh, we didn't go that far north often. But I have been up there, and... um. It is a very pretty country. Oh, yeah? Very cold, but very pretty. 
Oh, yeah. The uh, crewman told me to, sh- to stock up on cold weather gear, by the way. So there's a crate of that in the hold. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. Tissa's eyes go really, really wide. Like, I hadn't even thought about is kind of the idea that is passing through her head right now. He gives a nod like, yeah, yeah, we got all kinds of stuff. Mm. Blankets, jackets, scarves, yeah. So I'm assuming that, like, Northridge is... They have winter, but it'd be more like um, the southern parts of the American Midwest where it doesn't get super, super cold. Like, they have winter, but I don't think she would have, yeah, gear that is suited for further north. Mm. Yeah, I think since I've explicitly compared the northern tundra to, like, where I live, which is not quite tundra. I'm actually a bit south of what is technically tundra, but... um, So there's definite seasons in Northridge, and there is a winter. Winter exists. Penelope is aware of things like winter coats and winter gear, that they are necessary during the winter, but winter is not often life-threatening. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Aside from in terms of, like, you're not going to grow much, so you have to make sure you have enough food to get through the winter, but it's not, like, dangerous will kill you cold. Ah, hypothermia is not a thing that happens often. Unless someone, like, goes out without a coat on and stays there for days. Okay. So, little by little, stage port shrinks in your vision. When you first set out, it occupied almost the entirety of the horizon, but hour by hour, it shrinks down to a gray smear against a dark green landscape. And then, little by little, it moves along the landscape to the south until all you can see alongside the Westbreaker is forest. Dense green forest, and the largest city in all of Amilta is behind you. Marcus eventually emerges from wherever it was he was, paces the deck a little, in relative silence, aside from his heavy footfalls. The crew had been busying themselves getting ready to launch, but now the Westbreaker is gliding along on the ocean, they find themselves with time on their hands. I'm going to say, like, Penelope's been kind of taking Polly for a few uh, laps around the air, just to kind of, you know... Spend some time. It's been several days uh, since they had really done that. So she's kind of taken a few laps around the the air. Yeah. Penelope and Pollyanna can finally stretch their wings. Soar around the sails of the Westbreaker. Listen to the flapping of air against canvas. It's a beautiful day. Chilly, but clear, sunny... The waves are just perfect crescents, making that very, very picturesque wave noise. You know, like a picture. It's a great day for sailing, just like every day. (laughs) (laughs) Sot is sitting on a barrel with one of his books in hand. You can see that he is reading a cheap paperback story about pirates, (laughs) which is, I guess, a book about ship things. It's a very normal book about ship things. It's a very normal book about ship things, and I'm sure he's learning a lot. No successes on daring humanity 
Tissa goes to Marcus and asks, So did you win the argument after all? Mm. No. No, Tissa, I did not. Mm. Is he here? Or... Mm. How did... He is. Okay. Okay. The hold or something, Mm. I'm not sure. Mm. He didn't describe exactly what his hiding place was, as usual. Because I was wondering about beds and... Yeah, okay. We've... We've we've got room. I had hoped that I could convince him to remain in the relative safety of Stageport, but he is not as smart as he pretends to be. He just (laughs) takes a big grumpy sip of his coffee. It's still a long way. Mm. We have one more stop before the operation commences. Engineer Gaius Ascendant needs to make her report. Mm. I have not given up on keeping him from the lines. Not yet. Sorry. I uh, I expect I'm being depressing again. It, but it... Where are we stopping? We're going to be proceeding between the coast and the Ultra Islands. Past there, before the tundra begins, there's a small seaside town where we will be making contact with the Aurora Legion. We will be making our report and beginning our preparations for the operation. Some week's journey, give or take. Mm. Past the I- the altar islands. Hmm. Hmm. They're not particularly hospitable, but they're technically inhabitable. Hmm. Mr. Cobbler would know more about them than I would, given that the altar islands are home to the altar world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've been back there. Hmm. Cobb kind of just says offhandedly yeah. as he's wandering around in the background. <laughs> Probably doing ship stuff. It just Cobb appears. <laughs> Big guy, are they spooky? They they seem like they're spooky. Um, a little bit, but, you know, you get used to it. Uh, they're fairly inviting once you've gotten, you know, gotten the hang of everything over there. Uh, not cozy, but uh, familiar. Wait, mm. what? what's inviting? <laughs> Penelope has, has also landed now back on the deck. The wind has been getting a bit cool, so the flying trips are generally short. Oh, the island around the world, where Tidal Augustine li- lives, sits. Oh. Exists. Okay. Mm. Huh. Is. Yes. We're, we're heading there? No. We are going between the Ultra Islands and the mainland. We're going to be hugging the coast and... Once we're just about past the forest, should be about a week's journey, give or take, there's going to be a small village where we will make our final preparations. Oh. Okay. And Penelope nods thoughtfully and 
and she like without looking fishes in an orange out of her pocket and starts to peel it mm. mm-hmm. mm. mm. um, um, I think that she learned about those in in the city and um oh yes yeah mm. oh they're much better when they're fresh um and Sot kind of pokes his head up from his book. Um, that reminds me, your friend, the lady? The blonde lady? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. With the freckles? Um, she brought a barrel of oranges. <gasps> oh, that's amazing. Oh, how kind. Yeah. So, uh, we've got a bunch of oranges. Sorry, I forgot to log it on the manifest. I didn't, uh... That's okay. ...know what to do with gifts. Um, just... Put it down as cargo, uh, cargo taken aboard. Cobb kind of thinks for a second. We're gonna have to pickle most of these, mm. unless everybody here feels like eating oranges for the next three days for all meals. Pickled oranges. They're pretty good once you get used to them. It has been some time since I've had pickled oranges. Yeah, good. Then you can help me make them. Then there's just like a grim, battle-worn look on Marcus's <laughs> face. As he stares into the middle distance. <laughs> I was going to have Penelope do like a sensitivity humanity. Wow, but it looks like it, he's not hiding it. <laughs> um, speaking of sensitivity, though, can I get sensitivity rolls from everyone, please? Yes, you may. Take your pick of skills. Uh, I will say that Cobb will use sensitivity survival nautical because we're out at sea. Okay. And he's also thinking about, you know, keeping food safe. Um... Sensitivity navigation. Okay. And two successes. Okay, one success, two edge success. Okay. I think Penelope's going to do sensitivity survival boreal, because her eyes have been kind of on the coast of the watching the trees. Oh. Okay. Cobb sees a glimmer, a silver glimmer beneath the surface of the ocean. And as he leans over to get a closer look, he sees a dense school of fish. Familiar fish. I don't know. Something that tastes good. Biggins. Oh, well. We're in luck, everybody. Uh, fishing rod's out. We've got a school up next to us. Ooh. Hell yeah. Now, um, him, Sirs, um, with your permission, I'm going to show you how it's done. And Sot runs off to grab his fishing rod. <laughs> what Tissa gets is not necessarily related to survival navigation, but Tissa does hear the sound of music from the cabins. The sound of a flute. Oh. I think Tissa is going to go look for Caldus. Alrighty, give me a humanity roll. Um, whatever facet you feel strikes your fancy. This looks like one edge success on understanding humanity. You know what? If you keep the edge success, you are going to find him just being in the place he's in. All right. Yeah. (laughs) The reason that is an edge success is because you do find him in Marcus's cabin. Ah. He is perched on the end of the bed. He kind of suddenly puts his flute down. I think you've surprised him. And he feels around for his glasses on the bedside table and puts them on. Oh, a desert. Hi. Hi. I was wondering uh, where where you were and 
This is where... Okay. Yeah. I mean... I have other hiding places, but... This um, is where I am now, anyway. Um. 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 Why hiding, though? <sighs> to be honest, I hate fighting with him. I really do. Mm. I figured it would be easier if it was a foregone conclusion. Mm. Okay. Well, um... <laughs> he was so mad. He was so mad. There was a lot of mad. There was a lot of mad down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's... He's real mad. But... It was almost good, because that was how I was able to find you. Oh. Yeah. Um... I guess it's hard to explain. Uh... You know, sometimes you get all wound up, and... For some people, it's music. For some people, it's drinking and hitting things. You know, sometimes you get all wound up. Hey, Tissa. Huh? I, uh... I, uh... I've been wanting to say something. Mm-hmm. He thinks of you as a friend, you know. Mm. And he doesn't think that about a lot of people. But I, uh, kind of got the impression that maybe you understand him better than most people do. So I kind of wanted to say thanks. He doesn't make friends easy. Mm. Because he's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, it was so sweet. And then I was like, and then. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the lamp and then the dunk. <laughs> I think that this, I, I, the scene might be over because I'm not sure if I can get back into character after that. <laughs> no, I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> okay, so we've got a two-part episode today. And now that we've wrapped things up in stage port, we're getting ready for the end of season one. But we've also released our new rules. Big rules update. Update. So now my question is, has everyone done their rebuilt characters? I have. I thought we were doing that on air. Okay. Oh no, I didn't do my homework. All right. We're doing it on air. We're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. Doing it live? Okay. We're doing I, it live. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't know we That's okay. prepare that. Those are the answers I expected, to be honest with you. <laughs> what, that, that that Kathleen did her homework and that Kirsten and Nick did not? Yeah. It, it, it tracks. Yeah. It tracks, yeah. <laughs> so one of the big changes is going to be skills. You guys are not going to have as many skill points as you had before. Well, I mean, like, no skill points, right? It's just skills you have or you haven't. Yes, once we hit season two, you're going to be rolling two dice on whatever skills you have. But for now, you're just going to be rolling one. You're going to be rolling an additional dice, additional die. I can't grasp plurals. It's because I'm always fucking around with them. I'm always fucking around with plurals. This is true. And that's why I don't understand them. So we're going to have, let's take a look here. You know each of your class skills. 
and you have four additional skills. So for example, let's start with Tissa. What are Tissa's skills now? So Tissa still has all of the mega skills, which are tracking, navigation, focus, survival, and mid-ranged weapons. With her, I am also taking spirits, humanity, athletics, and performance. Well, that's very good. Let me just get to the Wandering Magus page here. So now Tissa definitely has the assist pool called the Watching Stars, which is Tissa has a connection to starlight, an understanding of starlit navigation, and the ability to call on star spirits. And there are three abilities there. There's Ice Ray, which is a simple two damage for one scatter into the assist pool kind of spell. There is Perfection, which allows you to scatter into the assist pool in exchange for treating threes or fours as successes. And Clarity, which I am excited about. (laughs) I'm so glad because I wrote it with you and your play style in mind. So I'm glad you're excited about it. Clarity, you scatter two into the assist pool and then you make a little prediction about the game, maybe what a creature is going to do in combat or something minor. The example you give is like the location of an NPC, and that is just true. You made a successful prophecy. So, for example, if in the earlier scene Tissa was looking for Caldas, Tissa could have used this ability to say, I think I'm going to find him in the map room, and that's going to be where he is. Oh, okay. The consequence, we're going to worry about when Tissa gets there. Uh-huh. Which season one ability? Are you still taking Overscatter? I think that I want to keep Overscatter. Okay. Alrighty. Next thing on the list is Tidal Navigators. That would be Mr. Cobb. Mr. Cobbler. Mr. Cobb. So Mr. Cobbler is starting with Survival Nautical, Melee Weapons, Performance, Athletics, and Navigation. What four other skills is he taking? Uh, he is also taking Humanity, Tactics, Focus, and Tracking. Good. You get the assist pool of the winds, which is what Augustine's been trying to talk to you about, is that the weather is Augustine's friend. They went to college together, you know. They went to college together. So the wind is a friend of a friend of yours. You can call a favorable wind to add a dice to somebody's roll. You can send information to somebody, whisper on the wind, or you can call a powerful enough wind to knock a person off their feet. And are you going to be keeping your swashbuckler ability? Absolutely. Okay. Cobb is far too uh, melodramatic to not keep swashbuckling. Loves to swashbuckle. Loves to buckle swashes. Okay. So Penelope has survival, long-range weapons, riding, humanity, and medicine. What other skills is Penelope going to be taking next season? I'm going to do it. No, (laughs) I'll be good. You know you what? You will I, not. You never are. <laughs> so, yeah, she's going to take performance rodeo. Okay. Because. We've rolled performance rodeo in the thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, how, it's how she do. Performance rodeo saved her life, kind of. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Still mad about it. <laughs> Three more skills. Tinkering. Okay. Athletics. Okay. And torn between 
melee weapons? Because she had trained a bit in tactics. Nah, melee weapons, I think, tracks. Because she okay. did do a bit of that. And here's something that I'm excited for. The assist pool for the Cavalier is their elk. Yes. Which means Pollyanna's going to be joining us in combat. So excited. She has got three abilities. Lightning field, which creates an electrical charge between the antlers. That if you fire an arrow through, it's like a lightning arrow. How very rad and Zelda. It's deeply anime of me. <laughs> Soothing presence, which cures everyone of mental effects. It's just, it's calming. It's got big old pretty wings. And escape route, which just, she interrupts any attacks aimed at Penelope by going up. Just up. The power of up. We can be up. And that's about where we are right now on the rebuild. Although, once we finish season one, you're going to be taking season two abilities. Oh, your season one ability. Season one. Your previous season one ability, I don't believe exists anymore. No. You're forced to choose a new one. That's right, because... Because um, I had mounted, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, you still have the mounted combat specialty, but your ability is either Forest Whisper, Minor Miracle, or Pine Needle. Oh, no, it was Pine Needle before, but Pine Needle's different now because the arpeggio system is different. That's right. Yes. When adding a word to an arpeggio, you can also choose one of the terrain spell pieces in the area and add that. I think... I'm actually going to take Minor Miracle. Okay. So now when somebody gets grievously, grievously wounded, Penelope can magically heal them, even if it's just a real bad doozy of a wound. Like, say, for instance, someone breaks their arm. Yeah. And then says that they're okay, and then goes and breaks their arm again. Just keeps breaking arms. How many arms can a man break? I don't know. Ask Marcus. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to find out. Poor Marcus. His, his arms are not doing... He always seems to get hurt in them. He's doing his best. Don't be dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be dramatic is still, like, my favorite Marcus line. Speaking of our favorite things, guess what time it is, everyone? Memory time? That's correct, Kirsten. It's memory time. Yay! Memories. Do, 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 do. What are everybody's memories? I really enjoyed uh, Tissa's conversation in Marcus's cabin. <laughs> so good. That was a very good conversation. It had a very, uh, a very good ending. <laughs> <laughs> and I do pretty much every interaction between Tissa and Marcus I like. Because um, I was just thinking how it was mentioned that like, oh, Marcus considers Tissa a friend. And yeah, I could I could definitely see that. They are different, but yet they both understand each other more than I feel the other characters do. And yeah, mm. I really I really like every time they, they interact and we get to kind of peek more into to Marcus and Tissa's characters. I also love Marcus and Tissa scenes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fun to do. So, this is a weird thing, but I'm excited on the character's behalf for having a bunch of French oranges. Because Kathleen fact, Kathleen really likes oranges. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oranges are good. good. And much better pocket food than croissants. Yeah, 
that was an appropriate pocket food. And I was so proud. <laughs> like at first I was like, oh, I can't give them oranges. But then I was re-listening to the episode. And I was like, no, it's it's mentioned that there are fresh oranges on the least tree. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. Now you guys have them. Now we get to make pickled oranges. Pickled orange. So for real, though, preserved lemons are like a thing in several types of cuisines. I don't know. I think that salted oranges, something can be done with. Yeah. When we were in Portland, I did some research on uh, pickled citrus. I've been meaning to try it, but I don't have the gear for like fermentation, fermentation. Yeah. The joys of microbiota. In my memory, I really like the fact that Penelope gave everybody little flower wreaths. I thought that was very cute. <laughs> yeah, that was really cute. <laughs> that was that was extremely bizarre. It it caught me completely off guard, but so it was really same. cute. <laughs> it's a very Penelope thing to do. Yeah. Yep. That's Penelope.txt, though. Really, just cute, but also bizarre. <laughs> but very sweet and super earnest. <laughs> I think out of anyone he interacts with on the ship, Marcus understands Penelope the least. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that just so very different from like the thought processes, like why she does things. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows why Penelope does anything. I don't think she knows. Penelope is a mystery creature. Everyone has their own mysteries. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Listener, what are your mysteries? Yeah. What makes you tick, listener? Yeah, send us your mysteries. We require more mysteries. We require more mysteries. I love mysteries. Yeah. You can convey your mysteries to us by using the email form at peachgardengames.com or on Twitter at peachgardenrpgs. Do this. Please do. We would love to hear Do from you. Do it. All the cool kids Do are. It. All the cool kids are. All of the cool kids are doing it. Be like the cool kids. Yeah. Be cool. Be a cool kid. Listener, I know you're cool. We know you're cool. Thank you for listening to us, cool listener. <laughs> and uh That one got away from us a little bit. Yeah, it got away from us a bit, but we will we will uh we'll be with you next time. So until then. <laughs> We'll try and get a grip. We'll try and get a grip on ourselves for you, listener. We make no promises, but we will try. We'll do our best. Until next time. <laughs>